listening to Throw the Podcast, brought to you by ThrowTheX.com, the very best in mediocre wrestling journalism. And now, your hosts, Jay Gunter and Ben Conrad. So, I, I have a confession to make. I, I lied to you. I, I lied right to your face because the last time that me and Ben were on for uh, Throw the Podcast, I told you that the next time we talked, which would be next weekend, this upcoming weekend, we were going to get an opportunity to dive into some of the WWE stuff going on, not just the Money in the Bank stuff, but, you know, like the Bray Wyatt, the Aleister Black, all that fun stuff. And yet, here I am, and we're not going to talk about any of that. And, and there's a good reason behind it. Right now, we are right about 24 hours away from the first official AEW event in Double or Nothing taking place in Las Vegas. And, uh, of course, Thomas Fenton is going to be covering it live for Wrestling News World. And as he was flying out today, he was in the airport, and uh, he gave me a call. If you follow this podcast at all, you, you've heard me and Ben talk to him, talk to each other. Tom really isn't a big drinker. He... He's normally all about his business, and, and he takes care of that. And we also met, you know, we mentioned how we were surprised that he, he sat around, he drank with us a little bit when, you know, we were all covering WrestleMania. And I got to tell you, I, I think Tom was hammered because he called me and he said, Hey, Jay, I really want you to get a hold of Ben, and I want you to do an AEW show. I, I want you to do AEW on Throw the Podcast because... I'm really interested in what you and Ben have to say about this, you know, before I actually go cover it. And while I don't have proof that he was sitting there drinking, the only conclusion that I could come to was if he wanted Ben to actually come on a podcast and talk AEW so he could listen to it, Tom Fenton must be hammered at the airport. Uh, there, there's no other conclusion I can make. So, without further ado, let me bring in my co-host. He is the other half of the duo known as Throw the X. He is Ben Conrad. Ben, how you doing? Um, good. I, you know, I have been better. I guess I, I could have done without all that. But, nonetheless, uh, I, I wouldn't have expected anything different from you, Jay. Um, I guess let's just... Get on with the show, man. You got to admit, it's kind of weird. With with as much fun as you and Tom have had with each other in the past, that he would call me and specifically request that you shoot out a quick podcast so he could listen to it. I don't think it's funny at all. I think it's kind of mean, actually, that Fenton would call you up and recommend that I hop on a podcast with you because he thinks I know nothing about AEW. My question is, who does know anything about AEW? We haven't even had our first event yet. So calm down, Fenton. And Jay, start us off. Uh, Casino Battle Royale. I know you got thoughts. Let's hear them. Yeah, and um, the the Battle Royale is kind of the I don't want to call it the centerpiece because you know there's a there's a lot of good matches. And and let me start off by saying you know we're not going to go through these and and give you our predictions because predictions don't mean a whole lot because this this is a brand new promotion. You you don't have any storylines going into this. Well, not really. I mean, you got a little bit, but um, I just want to tell you what to look out for. While you're here, and like Ben said, this this double or nothing casino battle royale uh, is going to have 21 participants. They're going to come in five at a time, except for number 21, lucky number 21. He's going to come in all by his lonesome, 
And this has the makings of being something spectacular. Um, it's, it's kind of a modified Royal Rumble, if you will, in, in my opinion. And the winner of this actually gets to be in the main event for the first ever AEW World Championship at a later date. So, without going through all these guys, because, I mean, there's there's 21 people in here, you know, we could, we could take all of our time just going through them. Just some names that you might be familiar with. You had Billy Gunn, of course, formerly of Degeneration X and WWE, uh, Jimmy Havoc, MJF, uh, Brian Pillman Jr. is going to make an appearance in this one, uh, Jungle Boy, people like that. So, uh, Sean Spears, the, the, the perfect 10 himself, Sean Spears, is going to be in this. So, for me, you're going to have to have somebody win this thing that is already ready for that kind of main event push. And one of the guys I really want to talk to you about there, Ben, um, MJF. So, okay. you have you have MJF coming in, and he's, he's a pretty good heel, you know, of course, on the independent circle. Um, do you think it would be right... To, to get this thing going by putting a heel in the position to win their first ever championship? Um, you know, Jay, you would have to look ahead. Um, you know, before you start talking, is it better for a heel or a babyface to win this match? You have to look ahead to the Kenny Omega-Chris Jericho match and look at the winner of that um, because it has to make sense. Um, while I think a heel uh, does, in this case, make better sense to go on and... and, and you know, we'll get to that later. I don't want to spoil anything. And and this isn't a prediction show, Jay. If I made predictions on this show, I would absolutely embarrass myself. Um, but I don't see anything wrong with that um, scenario um, with MJF uh, winning this match. I've got somebody else, though. If, if I were to make a prediction, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking, I don't know, his name rhymes with Tom Foxley. Um, <laughs> you know where I'm going with this one, guys. Uh, John Moxley is who I'm talking about, formerly Dean Ambrose, and that's just that's just a gut feeling. You know, they've got number 21 coming out all by themselves. Um, it's obviously it's got to be a surprise entrant, right? You know, not mm-hmm. that any of these names on this card, any of these 20 participants, um, not all of them are listed, but the ones that are listed and advertised for this match, they don't jump out to me as main event names. Okay, some of these guys now, um, you know, you got Sean Spears, the perfect 10, Ty Dillinger, who's going to get a great pop. You know, he's a he's a household name by wrestling fans. Um, you got guys like Jimmy Havoc, Joey Janela. We're going to see some crazy spots from, you know, some ECW-esque spots. Um, but not anybody, Jay, that I would propel to that main event right off the bat. You know what I mean? Okay. There's there's got to mm-hmm. be more to this match than than what meets the eye, right? Like a, yeah, I, like a John Moxley. Yeah, and you know you bring up a great point. the The way that this match is set up, it is almost set up to surprise you with that number twenty one entrant. And um, for everybody that's listening to this, I'm guessing you're going to be watching the pay per view. And how awesome would that be? You know, how great of a surprise would John Moxley coming out number twenty one? Um, actually winning. Me personally, I don't have a lot of faith in it. Um, I mean, 
he he the way he left WWE on such good terms and and them doing all that they wouldn't have did that if there was any possibility this guy could be wrestling for AEW. Um, you know what I mean? Right. You know, and Jay, you know this as well as everybody who listens weekly. Um, I'm not a I'm not a Moxley guy or Dean Ambrose guy. Um, never have been. I didn't see the star in him that a lot of people do see. Um, the reason I'm talking about it is because it's fun to talk about, and it seems like the IWC. Um, just loves to talk about that kind of stuff, you know, the conspiracy theories. Um, so it's just a, a wrinkle, you know, you can throw into this match to say like, hey, you know, we were right all along or, you know, it wasn't that mundane, boring match that we're used to, you know, from from these Royal Rumble type matches. Having mm-hmm. said that, Jay, you said earlier this match wasn't going to be a centerpiece. I'm going to have to disagree with you. Okay, now we've got Cody um, and, and Dustin. We've got uh, the Young Bucks in a tag match. We've got uh, Omega, Jericho. We've got great matches. But this match, Jay, is full of guys who, if they haven't already established themselves as a household name in, in pro wrestling, this is a new promotion with a new audience. Um, I think we're going to see every single one of these guys bring their absolute best. Um, you know, if you're in this match, Jay, this is the first pay-per-view for a new promotion you're going to want to do everything you possibly can to get ahead of the pack um, and get ahead of the rest of the roster and into the main, the main event scene as fast as you can. Am I right? You're, you're absolutely right. And, and you know, I really didn't think about it that way, but, you know, you hit the nail on the head. And this very well should be the centerpiece match because a lot of these guys, you know, they're getting introduced to the audience for the first time. You know, we know who the Bucks are. We know who Chris Jericho is. A lot of these guys, unless you are a hardcore independent wrestling fan, you don't know who, I don't know, 75% of these people are. So, yeah, you got it right on the head there, Ben. Yep. Last thing you want to do is get lost in the shuffle with, uh, you know, 20 other guys leapfrogging you. Yeah, so so you brought up John Moxley, and uh, I want to move on to a couple other people that reportedly turned down a WWE contract. And, of course, I'm talking about the Young Bucks. You brought them up previously. Uh, They're in a tag team match. They're facing the Lucha Brothers. This match is actually for the AAA World Tag Team Championship, which is a Mexican promotion. Uh, The Young Bucks actually won it from the Lucha Brothers in Mexico not too long ago. And this this feud has actually a little bit of of steam behind it. It has a little bit of a storyline because uh, these guys have been attacking each other at different shows. Uh, There was an AEW press conference that the Lucha Brothers attacked the Young Bucks at. And, and here they go for an actual tag team championship, even though it's not an AEW tag team championship. And my question for you, Ben, so these two are easily, there's a lot of tag teams set up right now in AEW. Uh, they're, you know, they brought on a lot of people, the best friends, um, you know, there, there's a lot of people that belong in that category, but these two, in my opinion, are at the top. Do you see that these two actually having another match in the future for the crown, the first ever W or I'm sorry, AEW world tag team champions? You know, this has already been a pretty, pretty awesome rivalry in, in only the couple instances where these two have, uh, teams have met. Um, I, I see, and again, this isn't a prediction show, but looking at this match and, and looking to the future um, and, and knowing who the young bucks are um, as professionals and as businessmen they have never had a problem putting any talent over. Um, I, I don't see that being an issue in this match. I think the Lucha Brothers will um, win these titles back. And, yeah, Jay, I, I do see this feud uh, 
carrying on for you know at, at least until the next big event. Yeah, and, and honestly, I'm I'm getting really sick and tired of agreeing with you, but you pretty much said everything I had to say about this match. I, I think the Lucha Brothers will win, get their titles back. I mean, it is from a Mexican promotion, after all. Uh, so get them back on the Lucha Stars, and you will see these two sometime in the future go at it again, hopefully for the AEW Tag Team Championships. And um, so... We don't have a whole lot of time, but Ben, I really want to get your opinion on two more matches before we get out of here. And this one I want to give you some time on because I know that it is the one that you are looking forward to more than any, minus maybe the the Royale. It is Cody and Dustin Rhodes, uh, formerly Gold Dust, will be going at it. And you've talked about this on previous podcasts, how awesome you think it is, how it might not be the, technic- the most technically sound match, but it, it has the most emotion going into it. Um, technically sound or not, Jay, looking back, maybe I was a little too hard, um, on these guys when I talked about this match. I said this match, you know, more or less was not going to be a good wrestling match. The story, fantastic. You look at the story, Jay, and the, and the best part about it is this match was one that WWE fans never got. Remember, this is one that WWE fans lobbied for for a long time. Why did why did these guys to meet at WrestleMania? One was a face, one was a heel. It was perfect timing. It was nearing the end of Goldust's career, and you know Cody Rhodes was Stardust. You know it was perfect timing. Never happened, which is why they're doing it now. I still don't think it's going to be a fantastic wrestling match, Jay, but I don't think it's going to be as bad as I said in the past because honestly. What choice do these two have? You've got Cody Rhodes as the top dog in this company right now, who has basically promoted it from the ground up. You've got um, you've got Dustin, who is out to prove that he's still capable of carrying a good wrestling match. I mean, isn't that his whole um, the whole gimmick behind this match? That's his whole thing. I'm here to yes. prove that I'm still relevant. Yeah. So what choice do they have but to put on a good wrestling match? Do I think it's going to be great compared to the rest of the card? Obviously not. Um, But I do. I'm I'm coming around. I think this is going to be a good wrestling match and an even better story. Who who wins this match, Jay, is anybody's guess. I I would assume it would be Cody. Um, But who knows? Yeah, look for a a great match, man. I'm glad this is actually happening. Yeah, me too. And... The like you said, the story behind it is, is a great one. I personally love the the Dustin Rhodes um, storyline because he he you you feel you feel the same way he does uh, when you get to a certain age, especially with sibling rivalries. And I, I can speak from this for experience. I'm I'm an older brother to a lot of other a holes. Okay, and when you hit a certain age, you know it, it comes to a point where your younger siblings try to surpass you in a lot of things, uh, whether it be sports, whatever you're into. For me, it was sports. And, um, you know, you, you grow up and you're always bigger, faster, better than everybody else in your family. And then you kind of plateau. And those guys keep kind of gaining steam, gaining momentum. And you, you look back and you're like, man, you know, when I was their age, whatever. And Dustin is hitting the age right now where, you know, most wrestlers retire. And Cody, his younger brother, just started his own wrestling promotion. 
And so for Dustin to look back and say, man, I still got it. You know, for me personally, that's a great storyline. And you mentioned the wrestling. I think the wrestling is going to be fantastic, mainly because you have that. They're two siblings. They're both going to want to do everything that they possibly can to put on the best show humanly possible, especially for Dustin. Dustin is really going to want to show his younger brother that he still has what it takes. I don't think that that's a, you know, a kayfabe storyline portion. I think that that is true, that he is really going to go into this match and do everything in his power to show Cody Rhodes, hey, I'm still your big brother. I still got it. I can still do this. So I'm, I'm with you, Ben. I'm, I'm really excited for this one. Right. Okay. You know, and keep in mind, everybody, this is a business. These guys are brothers. This is a wrestling match. They're professionals. Um, I was just trying to get inside the head of Dustin because honestly, this is, we're talking legacy now. You know, he, he had a great, uh, uh, outstanding career um, in WWE and now he's back. Um, probably not for the final time, but you know, at the, at the end, um, I'm sure he's going to want to show everybody as well as Cody what he's got. So yeah, expect a good one here. Not Notice how I don't say great, but expect a good one. A surprisingly good one. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so with with our, our last few minutes, Ben, I really want to get into the main course of this. So if if AEW Double or Nothing is a meal, we just went over some appetizers. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we went over maybe a first course. I want to get to the meat. I want to get to the steak. It okay. is Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. Uh, the winner is going to face the winner of the Battle Royale for the AEW championship and this one has the two most well-known names uh this one has the two highest star powers uh this one I would expect to go on last and actually main event this show um and this one has I think the most push behind it Ben do you got any thoughts on this one yeah I've got a lot of thoughts on this one Jay uh did you watch Wrestle Kingdom 12 last year with these two, these guys, you knew when this promotion started, you, you had that feeling that these two would be in the main event right off the bat. And looky here, there they are. Um, Jay, and I, I keep saying this, this is not a prediction show. I'm not here to make predictions. Then what do I do? I go <laughs> I go and I make a prediction. But you know what? Kenny Omega's got to win this match, Jay. Mm-hmm. Am I right? I mean, he's the, he's the poster boy of AEW. I mean, he was the biggest signing. He was the one that everybody waited for. He had everybody throwing contracts at him. You know, they were wondering, God, is he even going to leave New Japan? And if he does, where does he go? WWE's going to throw a shit ton of money at him. Sorry, iTunes, uh, for my cursing. But everybody's throwing all this money at him, all these perks, and there you have it. He signs with a new promotion, and that was for a reason, Jay. That was to be the poster boy of the AEW. He will not lose this match, Chris Jericho or not. Uh, you know, the um, the Judas effect or not. Is that is that Jericho's new new finisher, yeah. the Judas effect? Yeah, awesome, and one of awesome my favorite name. songs by Fozzie. Yes, awesome name, by the way. That's up there with uh, Skull Crushing Finale, if you ask me. But um, <laughs> I, Omega doesn't walk out of here the loser tomorrow night. Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ben, if you think back to when all this was going on, I think we dedicated almost half a show to Kenny Omega and the offers that were being thrown at him and, and trying to piece together where he'd go. Um, if I remember correctly, I think we did that. So Kenny Omega is the face of AEW. 
titles or not, you know, executive vice president or vice president or whatever, you know, all that aside, we're talking straight wrestling, straight wrestling roster. Kenny Omega is the poster boy. Chris Jericho can get away with a loss here. He really can. He's established. Um, I don't think he's won a match when he, when he went to New Japan. I, th- I think he was just there, and they just kept putting him in high-profile matches. Um, if he loses this one, it's not a big deal for Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho moves on. You know, he's still a top-level talent. He's still a top name in there. Kenny Omega, on the other hand, you had all of this going around about who he's going to sign with and how he's the hottest free agent to ever come out of wrestling, and then he loses his first match, you know, with the new company he signed with. It makes zero sense, and it would be a horrible start to this promotion, a horrible start to you know the brand that they're trying to put out if they take their top guy and he starts off 0-1. So, Ben, I'm right there with you. I think this match is going to be fantastic. I think that this match is going to be the best match on the card, maybe not the most athletic, you know, maybe not not a spot fest like some of these other matches might might turn into. But I think from opening bell to closing bell, you are going to see the best full match of the day. Okay, let me ask you a question, sir. Mm. If um, if there's not a surprise entrant, which I'm fully expecting in the Battle Royale, if there's not a surprise entrant at number 21, do you expect to see any surprise interferences in this match? You know what I mean? I'm all about thinking to the future and branching out. You know, this way you kind of come to a fork in the road and you can split one storyline into two. Think about that. Tell me, uh, you know, is it worth the risk doing that, bringing somebody out in the main event? And what's, you know, built as a wrestling show and not an entertainment show? Yeah, I, I think that last part that you said right there, Ben, is key. They're they're building this as a wrestling, as as a sporting event akin to UFC, NFL, M- or you know, MLB, stuff like that. And it's because of that, I don't think that they really want to end their first pay-per-view with interference. Because interference is a very gimmicky, is a very wrestling thing to do. And for all the reasons that you mentioned, it sets up future storylines, it... It keeps both people, it it doesn't really hurt either person in taking a loss if, if they lost through interference. But I, I think if they're going to really show what this new promotion is going to be, you have to have a clean finish. You have to have a straight wrestling match, may the best man win, and, and go from there. Now, is it going to set up future storylines? Is it going to make it harder to set up future storylines? A little. You know, if if Chris Jericho takes a clean loss and is 0-1, you know, it's kind of where does he go from there? But you got to remember, we're not going to see AEW, you know, start their their television journey next week. Nobody knows when it's going to start. Could be a month, could be two months, could be three months, whatever. So there's going to be a time frame there where we have to kind of reset things and, and get things going again. So for me, Ben, no interference, keep it clean. May the best man win. I know myself and Ben are really looking forward to to picking up this pay-per-view. It's it's going to be great, and honestly, it, it has a shot at being a part of history. Because if AEW works out, and 10 years from now we're talking about AEW being the top wrestling promotion in the world, you can say that you were there. You can say that, hey, I've been there from the very beginning. I saw their first ever pay-per-view. You know, kind of reminds me of what my dad tells me about, you know, WrestleMania. When he's talking about Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant and all this stuff. 
He's like, yeah, back in my day, you know, this is how it was, and and that's how I'm going to be with my kid. Or we have a we have a a chance of it being that way if AEW succeeds. So make sure that you follow along on WrestlingNewsWorld.com. Like I mentioned, Thomas Fenton is in L.A. We're not sure if he's sober or not, but he is there. And he's going to give you so much coverage that it is ridiculous, especially in the premium content. Make sure that you jump on that. Make sure that you check out myself and Ben with our Throw the Podcast. I promise you, I know I lied to you today, I promise you. When we come back, we're getting into Aleister Black. We're getting into Bray Wyatt. We're getting into why I think Money in the Bank was stupid and other people think it was great and, you know, was the best thing that they could have done. You can follow us on Wrestling News World. All of our stuff is posted there. Or if you're the techie type that has a cell phone, go ahead and click on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We're on all that crap. So make sure you look us up. Ben, you got anything before we get out of here? Uh, no, Jay, I think you pretty much covered it all. Um, make sure to follow us on Twitter. We're at TTX Wrestling. Um, we're going to be tweeting throughout the show tomorrow night. And uh, Mr. Fenton, you have yourself an awesome time in Vegas, and uh, we'll hear from you when you get back, buddy. All right, and with that, guy with a cool voice, take us out. Thank you for listening to Throw the Podcast. Join us again next week for even more wrestling commentary.